Hey guys and welcome back to Paranormal Hotline. My name's Kaylee and I'm joined by my co-host Michael. Hello. Uh, I just want to say sorry again for not having an episode last week. Uh, we ran into some technical difficulties. So this is another abduction case. I wanted to go over another alien abduction because I feel like we haven't done an actual proper one in a while. And this one is based in Australia. And we haven't covered any in Australia yet, have we? I don't think so, but I was just thinking when they abduct them, do they have to like... Is it really abducting or just catching them? Like they fall off, right? They just fall off the earth. <laughs> it's this up. This case was actually referenced in an episode of X-Files as well. So it is a pretty... It's not a pretty well-known case, but it is a pretty interesting case, but I'll read into the case anyway. And by the way, I got this case uh, from a magazine called Haunted. I just, we're not sponsored by them or anything. I just wanted to put it out there because it is quite a good magazine and there's loads of interesting stories on it there. Anyway, let's get into it. All right. So this event happened on the 8th of August in 1993. Kelly and her husband were driving home from their friend's house in Umerberg Creek in Belgrave. As they got close, they were blinded by a bright white light is what Kelly said. And she woke up later in her car, feeling kind of weird and a bit kind of relaxed, almost like she'd been drugged, kind of. After this happened, very similar, very, very similar to the Barney and Betty Kill case. So they saw a bright light, regained consciousness a while after, then they just drove home in silence. Like, they, they kind of realized on the drive home that they had lost a few hours, which was, like, pretty common for uh, alien abductions. Some reports indicated that she soon noticed she had a triangular mark on her navel as she was admitted to the hospital twice with a womb infection in the days after. So after after this yeah. happened, she went to the hospital with a womb infection and there was like uh, th- three pierces on her stomach by her navel, which is really weird. Like, when you come down to it, isn't a womb infection just pregnancy? Uh... <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, she remembered getting out of the car and approaching the lights. So she kind of regained a bit of memory after a while. And she also remembered that there was two other cars that were there as well that were witnessing the lights at the same time that she was. And she was quoted as saying there was an orange light with like this blue stuff underneath. It was like science fiction coming to life. She then recalled seeing tall, skinny black figures who had large, bulging red eyes suddenly appear from the front of the UFO and begin to approach them. She thought she was going to die. (laughs) This is what she said. I felt this blow to my stomach and went flying in the air. And I heard my husband say, let go of me. And this male voice that said, I mean you no harm. He just sucker punched her in the gut. Yeah, sucker punched her and then was like, (laughs) I mean you no harm. (laughs) That was you when you punched me in the face. It just reminds me of Mars attacks, you know, when they when they come to Earth and Earth has that translator and, and they say something and it translates it to, we come in peace, and then they let a dove go yeah, and they immediately they start, start shooting everyone and killing everyone. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> so initially, she herself thought that it was, that she was mentally ill. So she thought it was just crazy, you know, her mind making things up. That's what she was worried about. So she took it upon herself to have a brain scan. Uh, she also contacted different universities and aviation authorities to see if she can get answers to what had happened. So she was a very curious kind of taking a scientific approach. She knew something was wrong, but she didn't want to go straight to ufologists and all that crazy stuff. She went to scientists which and university. Fair. Yeah, which is great, which is a nice thing to see. <laughs> Let's not go to the crazy ancient aliens guy. Let's go to someone with a really good degree. Yeah, there's nothing worse than when somebody's like, oh yeah, immediately after coming in contact with aliens, I went to my priest. 
The universities that she was in contact with gave her two contact numbers for for organizations that investigate UFO phenomenon. So they were like, fuck off and go to these Why? UFO people. Uh, they probably just thought she was crazy. Yeah, they literally were like, they probably thought she was making it away. up and they just wanted to pawn her off to someone else. Or maybe the UFOlogists in, in Australia are like really serious, you know? Maybe they don't take it lightly. Like well respected. Yeah. So she anticipated this and used a pseudoname. So she changed her name. She didn't use her real name. She used a pseudoname that was Kelly Cahill. Yeah. So she actually created this because she didn't, she knew immediately when they were sending her to ufologists that people were going to judge her and call her crazy and all this. So she, she just went with another name, which is fair enough as well. Uh, and this is what she was quoted as saying in an interview as well. Uh, I know I look ridiculous. I'm not an unintelligent woman. I know that my story sounds ridiculous, but that's what happened. And there's physical evidence out there. There were marks on the field. There were marks on my body. Something went on. So she's adamant that there's proof. And it's not just something she's making up in her head, you know? The two other cars that she mentioned in her testimony, um, they were actually tracked down by investigators. So she remembered enough detail about them for the investigators to track down who this was. And they served as witnesses to this incident, who they themselves, so the people in this other car, claimed that they were abducted as well. And their accounts mimic Cal's, including the loss of time, the strange marks on their bodies, and the descriptions of the aliens. So all of that matches exactly what Kelly was saying about the aliens too. And they're people that she does not know. What if it's like strangers on a train kind of thing? What's that? Yeah, it's like that movie where it's like two people meet in a train, they're like, hey, I want this person dead, and they're like, I want this person dead. And it's basically like, nobody will ever suspect us because we don't know each other, so let's just kill each other's problem. <laughs> So they could have been like, hey, want to make an alien thing? Like, they could have been at a petrol station or something. That'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Especially to use a pseudoname afterwards. That's a good point. Yeah, so even their descriptions of the aliens and everything was the exact same. Investigators who returned to the scene with the above witnesses also reported magnetic anomalies in the samples of the soil taken from the scene and damaged the area with unusual soil chemical compounds found in the samples. So the soil was tested and everything, and there was strange anomalies magnetic anomalies in the soil like it was magnetically charged or yeah, something that's weird yeah really strange while kelly remembered her experiences organically two of her female witnesses whose stories matched kelly's recalled their information through hypnosis so kelly remembered what happened to her in the in the spaceship or whatever when she was abducted she remembered it by herself but the two other pe- women that were in the car the two other cars they had to be hypnotized to recall what happened but why? what made her so special? Was it the punch to the gut? Could have been. Could have been the pain or something. I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she would remember getting hit. But uh, for some reason, she remembered it and they didn't. But could you imagine if she hadn't remembered it and these other couples just went about their lives like they like nothing had happened to them? Yeah, that's that's a good point. It's weird. Yeah, so I'll, I'll link you there to two pictures. Sweet. So in this picture, it's actually... Kelly's rendition of the spaceship that she saw that looks like and then two other renditions of it from the two other women who, who saw it as well it looks like that Pokemon clay doll <laughs> no I don't know which one that is uh, it's um they're all they're, three of them are very very similar do you know what's weird what how brave are the aliens to go to Australia <laughs> why what's bad about Australia <laughs> everything from what I understand everything like, as you said, it's a really big place with very few people. There's a reason there's very few people. I don't know. I think Australia is a safe bet because there's so few people. It's such a massive amount of land that the likelihood of somebody coming across them, abducting That's somebody true. is very un- un- unlikely. Do you think it's like a tolerance thing with the memories? Like, let's say they give them like a spray of amnesia there in the face. <laughs> like, it's the same with pain and drugs. People have different tolerances. Even yeah. Even though like, 
biologically they could be the exact same yeah yeah no it probably is something like that all right it probably is like identical twins react differently to drugs so um included there as well if you want to take a look at the other picture sweet i've also included a picture of what she drew for the actual aliens too it's not a typical alien description either it's not like the head is not even bulbous in the way i thought it would be no it's like it's like a long person it looks like a yam elongated head it looks like a yam with two like holes in it the body she described also says it's like long so it was a tall person with red eyes and they were black um it was like a black silhouette she described so i assume the skin color was dark at the very least that's just totally different than what we normally hear we normally hear like the small little green men i read a book years ago and i still can't find it and it annoys the hell out of me it was like blue with white trim or yellow trim i guess would be the best way to describe it but it had all these like alien abduction stories and some of them i've even read about and i only read about recently but there was talk about how there's different like species of alien like the greys are the more common one and they'd have like the most control over this area of space or whatever but there'd be other ones and each one has their own like subtle ideas for what they want to do with each person so like some of them might take them for like genealogy tests some of them might take them to see how we work and stuff like that like where would he fit in the totem pole where would this alien fit yeah because like i assume like so like he's long so i assume like he could beat up the other aliens he's pretty long yeah i don't know i don't think uh i feel like in space being tall doesn't count for much though that's true i say being smaller would actually be handier because you could just make a smaller ship get into more nooks and crannies yeah exactly i've no idea i don't know where this description comes from and i've never heard anything like this before i've heard of tall aliens i remember hearing about people seeing uh long white colored aliens like completely white from head to toe yeah in communion yeah basically um in the book in the movie communion he talks about how he's visited by the greys and he goes to support group and other people talk about how it's happened and this is all like supposed to be like autobiographical yeah but you can like take it or leave it but the support groups definitely existed and everything yeah and there'd be the grey aliens who would come in and paralyze him and his family and then there'd be a tall slender white alien that looked a bit like a woman like a human woman oh yeah i do remember this actually properly speak to him and like communicate yeah that that is so bizarre though the whole communion thing i just wonder like like look at this thing look (laughs) at that the red eyes gets me it just looks like slender man or something you know but this happened in 1993, it's like, so it's not like it could even be inspired by Slender Man or anything. I don't know. It's like Mothman, but if Mothman was fly, like half fly. Yeah, but they, they're longer. Like, Mothman has a bit of girth to him, you know? He's a t- These are like bitch. pencil boys in comparison to the girth of the Mothman. The actual aliens being described is different, but also the ship is totally different than what a normal ship would be. It's like more bulbous. Like, a majority of ships that you hear described are usually either cigar-shaped or flying disc. This is kind of like a flying disc with massive circular lights around it. But there's, like, beams coming down out of it. I don't know if it's beams or something coming at the bottom of it. The best way to... to, I think the best way to describe it is imagine a jellyfish. It's It's, got, like... Yeah, it's kind of similar to a jellyfish, right? The thing is, I don't think they're beams of light. Because if you look at, like, the one done by Cartoon... Yeah. they, they bend and they're rounded yeah yeah they're all like they have curves n- nobody draws light that way <laughs> and they all drew yeah. it the same way as well so it's almost like it looks like curtains nearly <laughs> that's what i was thinking and i was thinking like in the first one it's just spinning really fast that's why it's all like that yeah maybe i don't know but uh they didn't describe it as spinning. But there has there has been a few like 
cases where people talk about rounded windows or stuff around the edges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's even been cases of people seeing things in these rounded windows. Or some of them is just like a window around the center of it. Like the filling of the sandwich would be a window. <laughs> that's the only way I can yeah, describe that's, it. That's a really good way to describe <laughs> that. But I will note that Kelly actually went on to release a book called Encounters and did various interviews with the media and appeared on in at, she's appeared at UFO conferences and stuff. So she did eventually remove herself from the spotlight completely due to the ridicule, the ridicule and the public eye and all that kind of stuff. And is said by contacts to have moved overseas to start a new life with less attention. So she did kind of go for the attention initially by making a book and making public appearances, but then she kind of backed out of it. Uh, she did like try to use a stage name or whatever you want to call it first. A pseudo yeah, name. Pseudonym, thank you. Uh, she did try to use that first and then she tried to make money so I figure she probably got to the point where she's like I'm doing all this shit I'm going to hospitals I'm talking to ex- experts yeah. I need to make money for this yeah yeah that's totally fair plus like if, if yeah. you're getting hounded like a lot to explain something over and over again you're just going to be like yeah I wrote it in a book go read it I think the thing that adds the most like proof is the other car yeah, the, sorry, other the other car is cars. amazing. I can't believe that there was another car and that they came forward and said, like, could you imagine if that other car came forward and they were like, no, we just saw a woman pulled over and came in and she was fine. Whereas this car was actually like, yeah, actually, now that you mention it. It, was, it wasn't even that they were like, yeah, now that you mention it, it was like, yeah, we'll do hypnosis, sure. And then it turned out, yes, something actually did happen. See, the thing is, they remembered that... They had lost that time, that that hour or so of time. They remembered that they had done that. And then when the police came forward, I'm like, look, look, somebody's... Or an investigator came forward. Some They were like, somebody's reported a claim seeing your car. This, what happened? And then they were like, actually, we lost some time, you know, in that between time. And then they went and did the, uh, the hypnosis yeah. therapy. And that's when it came forward that they actually had been abducted or whatever. Do you think that's something that can be put into your head, though? If there was absolute proof that they hadn't been informed of what happened before hypnosis. The problem with hypnosis as well is you can ask very leading questions. You can, yeah, that's the thing too. But how specific would the questions have to be for them to draw the ship so similar? Like, you'd have to be yeah, like, how that's many true bars too. were on the window? And they would be like, six? No, don't you mean seven? Yeah, seven. <laughs> I assume they drew the ship out of his hypnosis though. But I see what you mean. It would be hard to put that image of that ship in your head, especially if you yeah. were just like, oh, you saw a spaceship. You'd picture just like a disc, you know? Yeah, if someone said to me, you shot, you saw a spaceship, I'd immediately be like, frisbee. <laughs> yeah, or a cigar. Not jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one, it's just too bizarre. It's too weird. There's a few other cases of... Um, extraterrestrial abductions in Australia as well. There's like one that we talked, I think we talked about it before in one of the other ones, where a group of school kids were abducted, not abducted, but they all saw a spaceship together while they were on the playground and a bunch of teachers and stuff too. When the teachers took a picture. Yeah, and the (laughs) pictures were moved from them. Um, So, I don't know. Uh, Okay guys, so that's it for this week's episode. Uh, I know it's a bit short, but we had to work out some technical stuff. But we are hopefully starting up the Patreon soon, so we'll we'll let you guys know as soon as we have that sorted. If you want to follow us on Twitter as well, uh, we post updates there as well if we are going to miss an episode, but hopefully we won't be missing any more in the future. If there's anything you guys would like to email us in, you can email us at paranormalhotlinepodcasts at gmail.com or you could DM us on Twitter as well. And as always, if you are listening to the podcast and you like the podcast, please, please, please consider giving us a review. It really, really helps us out. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.